I was really blessed that the first two tenants I had were an absolute dream. The third tenant, he was short term. I don't want to say he was bad, but it was really hard to kind of manage him. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums. All the podcast episodes are there. Hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Right Club community, welcome. I'm Sarah. I'm here with Francois, my co-host of the day. Hello, buddy. How are you? I'm good. And you? Very good. Very good. We've got a great guest, Amanda Redzella today. She got started about four years ago and uh, has uh, is, is still getting started, but has really listened to these podcasts and applied what she's learned to um, be able to buy her first couple deals and looking for her third one. So it's great to, to talk to her. I, I love her energy, her passion uh, about, you know, talking about real estate investing and now helping others and her friends around her. So it's, uh, it, it is really cool. But before we get into that, uh, Francois, what's new with the uh, Right Club Facebook group and websites? Yeah, so Facebook group, there's all kinds of activity. I invite everybody to check it out. Uh, we're seeing a lot of private deals, but really they should be posting it on the marketplace, in the marketplace on our website for free. But you can also do Facebook. We'll, we'll forgive you. I'm seeing some awesome deals there. There are lots of people asking for advice as well, which is awesome. But don't forget our forums. So our forums at therightclub.com, you can get experts like Sarah Sarah does not go on Facebook, so you need to get her in the forums. <laughs> My tip of the day. Awesome. Very cool. Let's, uh, let's bring in Amanda and, uh, and guys enjoy today's podcast. Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? Good. We're excited to have you on. It's your first podcast ever, so thank you for spending it with us. <laughs> So we are excited, a little nervous, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So thank you for having me. Amazing. So how did you get started investing in real estate? So when I got out of high school, my mom told me you're buying a condo. It's happening. You're going to buy it and you're going to rent it out. That's what's happening. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like 18. You're like, what are you talking? I want to buy clothes. I want to go out. Like, no. So I had to come to an agreement with my parents where I had to give them a certain amount of my paycheck as rent. Um, and they would save that for me. And that really taught me at a young age how to save, how to be responsible with my money. So I am forever thankful for them to that because I'm able to be successful now because of that parenting when I was younger. So parent your kids properly. It is so important for their success in life. And then my mom was just super petty all the time. If I would buy anything, she'd be like, I thought you're buying a condo. <laughs> like I am. So I worked really hard and it became a huge goal of mine. So I was able to get that idea through them and through our real estate friends to buy the first investment property. Very cool. Excellent. 
Uh, how did you, so what age were you when you ended up buying? Because you mentioned 18, your mom was bugging you. Were you 19, 20 or? <laughs> it was definitely further along the road than that. Um, by the time I got my first, my first time job, you know, you don't get paid a lot. So I bought my first property when I was 26 and I got a condo in downtown Mississauga. It was either downtown Toronto or Mississauga and I ended up going the Mississauga route. So again, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, thankful for all the guidance I had, you know, with finding a tenant and getting that set up. I was really lucky to have great tenants. So like I was just living my life and it just happened to be working out for me on the side. All right. Very cool. Are you, are you able to share like today what your portfolio consists of? Yeah, for sure. So I still have that, that condo, which has done me very well in helping my other endeavors. Um, and then right now, and then we purchased a townhouse that we now live in, which we will currently rent out in the future. So I have the condo, the townhouse we live in and looking for the third property uh, right now. So I'm super excited about that. We just started looking about a week ago. So full speed ahead on uh, growing the portfolio from there. Very cool. So, so talk to us because you know, you're, you're starting out, you know, but how has your life changed or maybe your, your viewpoints changed since, uh, since you became an, a real estate investor? So after I had that condo and I didn't really know what I was doing, I wanted to leverage that to get another property. So the idea was for me to move into that condo at some point. And after I purchased it, I'm like, kind of don't want to move in. You know, I had a great life at home with my family, so I didn't feel like I needed to move out. And I'm like, I want to do this again. So after I bought that, my main focus was to save and purchase another property. So um, in 2018, we're able to purchase a pre-construction townhome in Brampton. And I wanted to leverage that condo to put more money down on the townhouse, but I didn't know how, nor did I have any like real estate investor friends that could really tell me. So I was kind of stressing about that. And I was talking to my father in law He's like, why don't you refinance? I'm like, what is that? And now of course that's all anyone ever talks about, but at the time I didn't know. So I was able to use that, which is a huge advantage for this pre-construction, which is, completely grown in value. I'm so thankful. I just kind of dived in, took the plunge and I was confident in my decision. My fiance was not, was very unsure. And I just pushed him and was super confident and I did the damn thing. And I, we're so, we're so happy with it. I know you're touching something really important here, refinancing. And me too, I remember at first I'm like refinancing, that means debt consolidation. Am I going bankrupt? Like what's with this stuff? It sounds almost shady. And that's great that you had a family member teach you. Um, can you walk us through the steps? Because refinancing sometimes isn't that simple. Like maybe in your case, it was simple, but sometimes it's, it's a lot of work. How it was it really simple for me. Um, my mortgage was really low because the condo in downtown Mississauga, of course, had grown so much in equity in such a short period of time. Because I got in 2016, right before the market went, went really high. Um, so I was able to just do a really easy refinance. Again, I didn't need that much money out for the townhouse. Um, I could have probably taken more, which probably would have been the smart thing to do. But again, I didn't know. I was like, I'll just take what I need. So now that I know I went to go refinance the condo again, because again, so much more equity, um, that didn't work out because the mortgage would have been too high and I wouldn't have been able to collect that back in rent. So I ended up going the HELOC route for the third property. Today's podcast is brought to you by Legal Second Suites. Ken Beckendam is an amazing real estate investor. He understands the process of the conversion inside and out. 
And he has built one of the largest by volume design build firms in the GTA that specializes in legal multifamily conversions, anywhere from two to 15 units. And he's been involved in either the designer or the contractor in well over 250 conversion projects, which resulted in over 600 legal dwelling units. That is a lot of legal dwelling units. And Ken and his team at Legal Second Suites, they cover everywhere from Halton, Niagara, Haldeman, Norfolk, Brant, Hamilton, London, Tri-Cities, Barrie, York, and anything in between. He's one of the few firms that can complete the entire process for you from design to construction to property management. So it's truly a one-stop shop. So reach out to Ken at LegalSecondSuites.com. Again, it is LegalSecondSuites.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of people don't know that you can refinance in three ways, right? You can do a cash out refinance. So your mortgage is higher, you get the cash out, but you know, again, that might mean less cash flow. You could do a HELOC refinance. So instead of actually getting the cash and having a, you know, higher mortgage payments, it's a line of credit that you don't pay for until you use. And, and that's a very popular one with real estate investors. And then you can do a combo of both, right? So if you've got something to pay back, you can do a portion in cash out and uh, and the rest in HELOC. So refinancing is, is awesome. I mean, it's great that you've uh, you've you've done well so far. Obviously, we can't always uh, bank on appreciation, but uh, you know, Ontario in the last ten years has uh, has done fairly well. Who knows about the future? But you know, what's so you're looking for for that third property right now? Like, you know, where are you looking? What's your criteria? Walk us through you know your journey there. So it's been a very interesting journey. I want to, um, I started listening to your podcast and it was the right club podcast, maybe about two months ago. So my contractor posted it on Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to check this out. And I listened to one episode. I'm like, Whoa. Can I, can and I then your contractor is? I'm just curious. It's that clean finish renovations. Awesome. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun for them. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Shout out for them. They, they ended up so, oh, there's so many stories here. So I list, so the reason I was following this contractor is because my condo got flooded. So that was a huge headache and, you know, working with insurance. So I basically was able to do a good chunk of renovations that was covered under insurance. So that, that happened. And then my contractor posted your, your podcast and then I started listening to it and I binged the entire weekend. Um, I probably listened to about everyone. And then I, I ended up going into your Sarah, where to invest. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I have these two properties that I can leverage that I'm lucky enough to be able to bank on appreciation. So I need to do something. So I just got as much information as I could. And I just dove into it, you know, building a team as you always mention is so important. So that's what I've been doing the past two months is educating myself, building my team in order to now make this next step. So again, it's like where to invest. So there's a couple different areas we were, we were looking at, um, but I'm actually looking quite seriously in Sudbury right now. So my dad and um, his family are from Sudbury. So I grew up there until I was about eight, not lived there, but we would always go visit my grandparents. So he has a love for Sudbury. It's, it's, it's a shrine. It's a holy shrine there. So he's pretty comfortable with that area. He knows it. We have family there. We have friends there. Um, so I feel comfortable and I've been doing research on the numbers and, you know, rents and um, values of property. So that seems to be the market right now. Tons of potential. I'm so glad to hear it. I was worried you're going to say I'm buying a house in Mississauga. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that would not work. 
no exactly that's really smart so you're already so you have local properties now you're looking outside further kind of distance investing that's my thing i love that i think there's huge potential but you have family ties so again it's really smart uh, are you considering like property management or will it be family that's kind of helping out or people you know in Sudbury or? So I did look into some property management companies. There's one of our cousins I'm going to call and give him a talk to see. Um, and then today I just am like, should I, should I manage it myself? Would I be able to? So that's also something I'm considering. So I haven't made a final decision yet, um, but definitely considering all areas. Yeah, Sudbury is great. It's got great fundamentals. I know many investors that are, are doing well there. I mean, there's lot, lots of great markets, right? Um, but you'll, you'll get more cash flow for sure uh, there than, than likely your condo in Mississauga if you were to buy a new one at this point. Um, but that is great. So um, you talked about your, your condo flooding, but what are some of the challenges that you experienced as a newer investors, you know, getting started on your first, on your second, on your third? And, and I know we talked a little bit about the refinance, but, you know, have you... Have you Faced any other other challenges or things that you can say, hey guys, if you're brand new, watch out for this. I was really blessed that the first two tenants I had were an absolute dream. Um, the third tenant, he was short term. I don't want to say he was bad, but it was really hard to kind of manage him and the renovations and he didn't want to live in the property. So I definitely had to take a little bit of a hit. And because there's not much cash flow in the property, um, I did have to kind of cover it myself, which I was able to do, thankfully. So I've been super lucky and I just found some great tenants that just moved in this weekend. Um, but it is work, you know, I'm always trying to get in there and clean and make sure it looks the best it can, because as I've learned from all these podcasts, you want to attract the best tenant. Uh, you want to get the best rent for the property. So that was super helpful. I, I made notes, you know, I made sure to follow everything you said and I'm feeling good. So I've been super lucky that I haven't had too many problems besides the flood, but I mean, things happen. You know, you have to, when you're in this business, you have to um, expect that they will and you just can't get too upset about it. You know, prepare and get it done, get it fixed. This is so cool. So someone who's been listening to the Right Clubs podcast and putting it into action, that's awesome. That's really great. Um, so you mentioned renting a condo. So some condos, I, I assume when you bought, you inquired about rentals because some condo boards don't allow them and especially shorter term, sometimes it's not allowed. Is that something you investigated in or? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All my other tenants had been longer and just with the way the market was in January, I was nervous about finding a tenant when my long-term tenant had left and she was a doll. She was amazing. Like I never heard a peep from her. She gave me her rent, like everything ran smoothly. So he just wanted something short term. I'm like, okay, hey, let me just deal with this so I don't lose too much. And then, you know, the flood happens. So that was all, all good things. But um, I, uh, it was definitely hard to deal with the renovations with the property management board. I must say it was, it was quite frustrating. Same with dealing with insurance. But again, I'm, I'm super lucky. I don't know if I'm just lucky or, or what happened, but everything ran pretty smoothly. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is also your, your mindset when, I mean, when you get the calls of like your property's flooded to the issues that you have to maneuver with, the, with the, uh, you know, front desk and the, and the contractor crew and the noise to the neighbors and that kind of stuff. But like, you know, and, and you're probably making it sound super easy, but you're taking it really well as well. Right. So like somebody else in your shoes, this might stress them out. They might not be able to sleep. 
and in in a lot of the success in real estate, right? I mean, ninety five percent of it is going to be your mindset. One thousand percent. And and what do you do? What do you do to feed your brain, your mind? You know, keep positive. Like, what are some of the things that you can share? Um, my personality is definitely very positive, but I find if I, if I get, if I think so negatively about a situation, I just get upset about it. So I just try and accept it for what it is and move forward. And my fiance is not like that at all. He gets pretty upset about things. So I kind of have to convince him. So that helps me convince myself and just listening to all these people provide, um, their experiences and this great advice. And I've, it just keeps saying it over and over. You're going to have problems. It's how you handle them. You know, you want to be able to sleep at night, but if you get stressed out like crazy over every little thing, it's not going to work for you. So I have no problems putting in the work, putting in the research, you know, going all over the place to pick stuff up and getting stuff done in a, in a short period of time. And you have to be open to that. You can't look at it like this is too much work. You have to be ready for it. And I'm okay with working hard. I'm a hundred percent into this. And I assume you work full time as well, or... I do. I do. Um, I work for a aesthetics pharmaceutical company. So we, um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in sales and marketing department, which has taught me so much about business and this whole mindset because I'm treating this like a business and I want to make it my business. So I feel like I've had all great fundamentals and great teachers in my life to kind of set me up for success as well as me doing my due diligence for the same thing, but you have to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Preparation is, is key, but also taking action on that preparation is also very much important. You, you mentioned your fiance a couple of times. Um, it doesn't have to just be him, but as you know, it sounds like your parents were, were encouraging you to do this and, and they're all pro for it, which, you know, in, in my situation, I'm, I'm fortunate as well. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go buy real estate. They're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, have fun or whatever, you know, that's, that's awesome. But you, you, you might have sometimes some pushback, right? Your friends are like, oh my God, I, I know somebody that like lost their shirt like 10 years ago on buying real estate or got a bad tenant. Um, or maybe your, your, your spouse has, you know, some reservations. What are some things that you can share about that with us? Well, it's funny because my parents have never, well, my dad, especially like, he's like, I'm not into real estate investing, but they pushed me to do it. So I was like, what's going on here? But I think it's just, it is a risk and I'm okay with that. I'm kind of, I'm going to dive in and do the, like whatever happens, I'll deal with it when it comes. And you have to have kind of that, that personality for sure. But when I started going on to property three and doing my research and I'm telling my parents, my dad's like, why don't you just keep the condo, let it get paid off. And there's your retirement right there. I'm like, but I don't want that. I want more. And why wouldn't I, if I can get it right. So I have the ability and like, I'm, I'm so lucky with all this appreciation between the townhouse and the condo. I have two properties to leverage. And like, that was kind of an accident. Like I didn't have the same mindset as I do now. So I'm going to take it and run with it. And, you know, some people may look at it like, why do you want more than one mortgage? Like they look at it as a negative. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I try and I talk about it probably too much as I'm sure both you guys do as well <laughs> to your friends. And they're kind of like, okay, is there anything else? But I just want to teach them that this is a great way to live your life and to be financially free and be successful and you mm -hmm. need to take it and go. So I don't get too much pushback maybe because I don't let anyone give it to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's good. I mean, that, that's great. And it's all, and it's also, you, you know, you've got a, a strong, you know, determination and, and you've got, you know, your goals and yeah, it's important not to let people get in your way. Have you, however, 
Um, you know, because the, there's market cycles, as you know, markets go up, markets go down. I mean, it's done well for you. That's awesome. But, um, you know, how are you positioning yourself to potentially take a, a downside or, you, have, you know, what downturn of uh, who knows what's going to happen and, and what it's going to look like. But at, at some point, things will change or sh- things will shift for how long, when nobody knows that. Um, but, you know, have you taken any precautions or steps to um, also be able to ride a potential downturn wave? No, a 100%. Um, so we have my conservative partner here who's always like, we need to have backup money. He wants way too much money, which I just don't think makes sense. So we've agreed on like a certain percentage per property to kind of have just put aside just in case something happens because, you know, you have to be prepared. I guess I'm a little different in the fact that I'm like, whatever happens, happens, we'll deal with it then. And, you know, I do have my safety nets and everything, but again, I'm a little bit more like, let's go, let's do the damn thing versus let's be prepared for every bad situation. So I think that's definitely something I need to work on, but I'm lucky that I have someone that's always kind of challenging my ideas. So I just, you know, don't flutter along, but I think about things um, thoroughly just in case. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that is, I mean, it is good. It's always important to have a plan and it's important to put your plan in action and just have a, a backup and, a, and then a downside um, and I agree with you. You don't want to necessarily have hundreds and hundreds of thousands in that account dwindling away through inflation, but can you take a year of potential crap that might happen? No, for sure. For sure. And, and what is that number? So, and, and at some point, this is where we see the difference between speculators and investors, those who bought, you know, high prices, banking on appreciation. And, and it's great that you got the appreciation. I love appreciation too. And I think it's secondary, right? Like to cash flow. And, and one of the things that you're now doing going into Sudbury, Sudbury will give you the good cash flow and they'll be able to, you know, you might not get as much appreciation as you might have in Mississauga, but it'll give you the, the cash flow so that if you say, hey, if something happens and Sudbury goes down, 20, 30, 40%. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, um, but you've got your tenants still paying and covering your mortgage so that you can take the down. And then when it comes back up, you're, you're going to be fine as well. Any thoughts on that? I think that's great. I've always learned, I've listened to a lot of debates on, you know, cash flow versus appreciation. And I feel like cash flow always comes out as number one. So I'm lucky that I do have that appreciation. And that's a great backside. You know, markets like Brampton and Mississauga they just keep gaining in popularity. Um, so they will have that appreciation, but just having that cash flow backup, I think it's, it's a good balance. Um, and I feel comfortable with that. And that's what I try and, you know, tell people they're like, why, why Sudbury? And I'm like, it's the cash flow. So really thankful for everyone to kind of give that feedback and that advice because it's, it's so valuable. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Red Club Nation, we want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, as Elevation Realty, are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we get very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. 
a little bit about myself. If you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca. That is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca. And let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. That's awesome. And since you've been listening to the podcast for about two months, was there like a guest or a topic that really stood out? Something that really spoke to you or... I can't say one specifically. It's just, I just lapped everything in. And, you know, I have my little book here and I made so many notes on just different ideas and different approaches. And, you know, we really talked through every single one to see what was the best for us. But um, I think just, just Sarah's opinions have been great. And then, you know, just jumping to her podcast as well. And then I just kept jumping and jumping from different podcasts and I'm like, I need more. <laughs> Yeah. You know, every podcast doesn't work for, you know, the style doesn't work for your mentality or what you're looking for. Um, so it's definitely being able to kind of find the ones that, that work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the topics that are interesting to you versus not, right? But I, but I will say too, like the podcasts are great. I mean, that's, that's really how I started is, is reading books and listening to podcasts. Back in the day, there were a lot of American podcasts and not so many Canadian ones at the time. But, you know, that, that helps propel you. But then there are some that you're like, oh, there's this topic and that topic and, and this other topic, but it's important not to have, and it doesn't sound like you do, but the shiny penny syndrome or analysis paralysis. Oh, should I do this? Oh no, this sounds really cool. I should do that. And a lot of people that listen to podcasts, I mean, it's awesome because you get great education, but they're like, it's the shiny penny syndrome and then it's analysis paralysis and they don't end up doing anything for years. And they're like, just listening to podcasts. So I will, I will say congrats on listening to the podcast and then taking that, applying it and making things happen with that because that's, that's a big step that not many people can take. No, for sure. And I've heard analysis paralysis so much. And I'm like, you know what, I, there's probably, I need to read books because there's so much valuable information and everyone recommends books, but I didn't want to get stuck in analysis paralysis. So I listened to podcasts when I was cleaning, I go for lots of runs. I would go for walks, you know, anywhere that I was moving around in the car. So I'm like, I'm going to take this and kind of jump in and then be able to grow from there. And, you know, have that team working for you, like different mortgage brokers and, you know, accountants and realtors. And I talked to everyone you can imagine. I was tired from having phone calls. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even gotten in yet, but <laughs> it's preparing yourself. And I didn't want to get that analysis paralysis. So I'm like, I'm diving in head first and I'm going to get it done. And you're doing the next big step, which is networking. So is that something, well, you've already mentioned it. So phone calls, eventually in person, I guess at some point. Um, so networking, like you've already leveraged some of your network, your family. Do you talk to it to talk about real estate at work as well? Cause it's, it's shocking. I've, I've had like partners from work. Um, is that something you're exploring in the future? Definitely. I know uh, my manager at work, we kind of just get lost in this conversation for a couple hours and just what she's doing and what I'm doing and what our plans are. And it's just so valuable and we're able to kind of like impress each other. So Definitely talk, it to, talk about it to my friends a lot. I probably talk about it too much, but I'm like, if I have this information, why can't I pass it on? 
and I need to do more, more networking. And that's why I was so excited to kind of come on this call and, and talk to like-minded people and learn from you guys and kind of grow. So this is, this was a really big, exciting step for me. Very cool. And you know what, one of the things is that you'll find that when you, you speak to others that you might know, not in real estate already, but you'll realize like some of them will, will actually be like, Hey, that's so cool. Like, let's talk about it and do it and, and, you know, go their, their way as well. And it sounds like you've got a good manager that does it. And it's funny because um, my, my boss, so my, my work boss, when I used to work, um, I think he's got eight or nine properties now, but like he, he got into real estate after I started talking about it. And like, he's like, Sarah, I can't thank you enough. Like, like my net worth has like done like so much, like awesome. Like he's got two kids in university. Um, so it is really cool when you can, you can, you know, inspire others to, to also do that. And, but you'll, you'll find that over time, you know, you might gravitate more towards those people. If you're so passionate about real estate investing and you're like, okay, if you're talking to somebody about it and they don't get it, you know, you might, even though they might be great friends, you might say, hmm, you know what? I'm so passionate about real estate. I'm like, I'm inspired. Like you might change your top five people that you hang out with the most. And that might yeah, happen over sure. time, which is totally cool. But I don't know if it started happening to you yet or not, but um, not really. I feel like people are interested in what I, in what I have to say. No one really pushes me aside, but there are, I would like to kind of get in contact with people that, um, are on the same path as me and we can just kind of talk it out. So we don't make each other sick. Um, cause I'm pretty sure I annoy some people, but I'm sorry. The conversation always gets back to real estate. I don't know how I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> That is, that is good. Well, you know what, you know, we'll have you back at some point again. And, and it was, uh, you know, a pleasure, obviously talking to you. The next part of the podcast though, is uh, our lightning round. So you might know what the questions are already. If you've listened to this podcast. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. You ready to play? I am. I am. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. So question number one, Amanda, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? So the one that stands out in my head the most is Matt McKeever's problems or profits. And I think I say that all the time. I think I said it for a week straight to everything uh, my fiance said. I was like, problems or profits. And I just feel like it's such a great mentality to have in the way to look at something. And it's really kind of helped. It helps you to approach this and not get so upset about things and, and work through them. I love that. You have a t-shirt <laughs> or the hat. I've seen a lot of people um, with it. My friend got me one for my birthday. It's coming oh. in the mail. We both got each other one. And it's like, we say it to each other all the time. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I, I'm, I want the mug next. Oh yeah, the mug for sure to match. <laughs> cool. I love it. I love it. So our next question is, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? So I think podcast, but maybe there's something else like a person or a book or... 
Um, it's definitely podcast right now. I love uh, the Right Club, of course. Andrew Hines was great. I loved how he broke down the numbers. I found that really valuable. Um, the Rise Network with Austin Ye and Mayu. I really like them. They're, they're pretty funny. And they have a, um, a group on Facebook where it's a bunch of people that are able to network. And I really like that because, for example, I can type in Sudbury and get all this valuable information on handymen and and insurance companies and real estate agents. Like it's just, it's really helpful. So I really, really like that. Very cool. Have you checked out the rightclub.com yet? I have, I have. And I found so many great people on there too. And I love how you can search different um, vendors and kind of get some feedback. So cool. best believe I called some people on that list. <laughs> awesome. That's great. That's great to hear. Very cool. So question number three, in your opinion, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? I think being goal oriented, once I get a goal or idea in my head, it's, it's happening. I'm making it happen. And once I make that decision, it's just full steam ahead and I will do whatever's necessary to make it happen and put in the work and it's worked out well for me. It's a good, it's a good path ahead. So I think that's a, that's a good trait in this industry. Yeah. To be persistent, consistent, consistency is huge. It's like anything in life and yeah, that's essential. Words of wisdom. Wow. I'm impressed. Thank uh, you. Thank you. So yeah, I can't wait for the next interview. Maybe I won't be on, but in like six months or something. And then we hear, okay, now I have 40 properties or 14. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so question I'm number- I'm there. I'm trying to impress. I'm trying to impress. <laughs> it's, it's working for sure. Uh, question number four. So what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? So Sunday is my day of rest. I don't work out on Sundays. I don't clean. I get everything done um, during the weekend on Saturday. So Sunday morning, I like to wake up. I go get my coffee and I lay in my big comfy bed and I binge watch whatever TV show I'm watching for that moment. And then later on, I'll, I'll go on a hike or, or do something fun with uh, my friends or family to get out of the house. But it's, it's that bed morning. Sounds fun. Sounds great. Amanda, where can our community reach out if they wanted to talk real estate with you or find out more about you? Um, Instagram, definitely. I think I sent over my handle or Facebook, uh, Amanda Renzella. And I'm definitely excited to talk some like-minded real estate investors and get some great feedback and information. Perfect. And your handle is at A-M-A-R-E-N-Z and then underscore. Yes. Emma Renz underscore for Instagram. Awesome. And then we always ask this at the end, any final last words of advice? Um, I'm just super excited to start this journey. And I just want to thank everyone out there who's provided so much advice. And that has been, that has allowed me to be on this journey and hopefully be successful in it. So I just want to thank everyone for putting all this great information out there. Amazing. Thanks for being on the show. It was a pleasure getting to know you and I'm uh, looking forward to having you back and, and seeing your progress in the next year. Yes. Thank, thank you, you. so much. So exciting. <laughs> Have an amazing night. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks very much. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Sarah. So this was great. A young woman getting started in real estate investing and already at property number three, all thanks to our podcast. That is very cool. I, I love that she's been listening to the podcast for the last two months um, and, and took action from listening to others doing it and said, I am going to take the knowledge, free information and, and go ahead and make something out of it. So great job, Amanda. I'm excited to have Amanda back, you know, in a year from now and see where she's at and, you know, what she's learned along the way and, uh, and all that good stuff. Prince always a pleasure co-hosting with you. You are awesome. But what do we say to our Right Club community? Come grow with us and Until watch our, time. listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye, guys. Bye, Jackson. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.